Welcome back to another episode of Starting Out, a podcast where we share our stories of starting out in this great big world. We talk about our highlights, trials and tribulations, and lessons we've learned along the way. So as you are starting your journey, we hope you can learn from us. So Cor, what's the topic for today? This week's episode, we will be talking about how not to spend your student loans. So we'll be starting off with what our situation was in high school, what we spent the most money on, the limitations we have with our money, and finally, looking back, what we wish we did in high school with our finances. Then, transitioning to university, we'll talk about how we actually managed our finances, some healthy habits that we saw, and of course, our favorite part, some wacky stories of finances that we heard. Because it ain't a starting out podcast if we don't talk about wacky stories. Finally, the big picture and the real truths about wealth disparities and what that actually looks like in university. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today's going to be a really great episode. We wanted to start in high school because it's one of like the foundations of your money habits that you are building without even you knowing. You think like mom and dad give you pocket change or you had to go do your first mm-hmm. job. That's going to set you up on how you manage your finances well into your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. So not to scare anybody, but hopefully today's episode and how we started out in our financial journey will give you a little bit more clarity. So basically, I was working with my parents, but I never got paid from them, Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother topic in itself. But basically, I always had to ask for money. If I want to go anywhere, if I want to do anything, always had to ask for money. Yeah, it was a little weird because money wasn't really like talked about. It was just more so like, we'll always take care of you. Mm -hmm. Just ask us for money. Yeah, it was very different from other kids in high school because they actually worked. Uh, A lot of people in my grade worked at McDonald's, M&M meat shops, um, which is like just like a regular meat shop. Uh, They had like odd part-time jobs here. I know some people cut grass in the summertime. Mm -hmm. So people were always like doing something. Oh, working at the grocery store, packing bags and stuff. Very, very common. Okay, so I asked my parents for money. It's usually in cash, which we'll touch on. But I think one of the big things was like my parents actually opened up a checking account um, for me. So this was, I, I didn't think it was a big thing, hindsight, but it was a very, 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 very crucial thing was I think this makes you a little bit of an adult of like you have your own checking account and I remember the guy opening the account for me I think my dad was asking like oh is there any accounts where it's a joint account between us like you know how when you're not 18 yet you can obviously it all varies in wherever you are but there was like a thing where like you can actually create an account where you and the parent manage the account so essentially a joint account And then there's the other option was like the child takes care of their own money. And I remember the guy at the bank was like, no, 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 you're going to get your own bank account. And I didn't understand it at the moment, but that literally was like very important building block in that foundation of like, once you have your own finances and you don't have people spying on you in your bank account, it's very, very powerful. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people can maybe can relate to this or maybe are not like as fortunate, but that's just my situation that I was in. 
What grade were you in when you and your parents opened that joint? Well, initially wanted to open that joint bank account. I think I was in grade 12. So maybe I was already 18. I'm not too sure. Mm. But I remember I was young. I was in high school when I got my first real, real account for myself. Because up until then, I was just like willy-nilly, like walking around doing whatever (laughs) and holding cash on me. Yeah. I like how like that was like the little sliver of independence you had where even the teller was like, no, 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 you're not going to no. get a joint account. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe because he's seen how poorly joint accounts can actually result in in some situations. So it was a good thing that he was like, OK, let's keep it separate. <laughs> Fair. You know, you do you. Yeah. So how about you? What was your situation like? How were you with money? What were you doing at this point to get that sweet, sweet cash? For my experience, it's very similar to yours where I didn't work in high school. So from grade 9 to grade 12, because I played a lot of competitive sports, my time was basically filled with going to practice, going to tournaments over the weekend. So I always envied people who were able to get a job, like first of all, with minimal experiences, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Especially looking at my resume back in grade 9 even, I'm like, oh goodness, like I literally had nothing on my resume, but these people, like you said, were working at grocery stores, they were cutting grass over the summer. So they always had some type of income coming in. So I always envied that. And I think because like I never got the chance to do that because I was so busy, right? My time was always filled with doing like something with competitive sports. So because of that, if I needed money, I always asked my mom and dad for money basically. But in terms of what I observed with other people in high school, very similar to yours where it's just a wide variety of people where there are also people like me who never got the chance to work just because they might be really busy in other regards of their life. But there were also a lot of people in my high school who actually did work very similar jobs to what you talked about. And it's really interesting to see that because I often found that those people who actually had the part-time or even full-time jobs during the summertime, those people usually tend to be a little bit more mature in terms Mm -hmm. of like their time management skills as well. Because it's really evident that Sometimes like over the weekend where if I didn't have a tournament, I want to ask my friends to hang out, for example, at the beach. But you could see like, oh, no, sorry, like I have work. I have to work like nine to five, for example, or like I have to stock from this hour. So I just found that dynamic really interesting just because it really didn't seem like you guys were on the same playing field in a way. Like it it almost sounds a little selfish because I'm like, oh, like I don't have a tournament this weekend. Like, why can't you drop your work for me? Because at that time, I feel like we weren't mature enough to understand the full concept of no like this person has a literal job and they're bringing income and they can't just call off work it's not like a typical nine-to-five corporate job where you're like yeah I'm sick I can't come in it's like you literally have to be stocking me on the shelves it's really great that you said that because I always thought they were always a little bit more mature and that Mm -hmm. they had almost like it figured out in such a way because I feel like they got access to cooler things like if they wanted to buy some stuff or like I remember this girl she worked at Tim Hortons and she was always able to like 
drive because mm. her parents was like, okay, I can give you the car, but you need to go buy your own gas money and then you can actually use the car. So she always had the car because she had the job to fund yeah. the car. And if she can fund the car, she can, you know, take us to Tim Hortons. So for lunch. Yeah. So it's like almost like, whoa, you get all these cool privileges to do that. And I'm sure if, if you had that, I'm sure like you would have felt like I can empathize with being like, you wanted to go to the parties, but you can't. Or like you had to do something really mundane, right? Where you're like, I just want to go do something a lot more fulfilling. But right now I'm just like stocking shelves because you're literally 15. (laughs) I also think it's really interesting when it came time to like summer vacations or like spring break in high school. Because I remember there was such a thing called S-trip in high school. It was essentially a trip that the incoming graduate class would take as a whole like graduating class together. And usually it'd be someplace nice and warm like Cuba, Dominican Republic, for example. And it was really interesting because we'll talk a little bit more about this too. But I think that's kind of where I saw the wealth disparity kind of start just because I know like some people's financial situation didn't allow them to drop like $2,000 deposit to go on this trip. I don't know, maybe it was just my school, but like the planning committee really tried to like push people to, it was almost like a sales pitch where they almost like push people to be like, this will be the best experience of your life. Like you will lose your virginity on this trip. Like they were promoting that. And I was like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. But the point of this was when they were planning that vacation, I just remember in terms of the logistics of what we will do every day, like you could see that some people were like, oh no, like I prefer to like just spend money on the room and like just stay at the beach, right? Like just relax and like not Mm -hmm. spend any more money that I already have to. But then other people were like, oh no, like I want to take a bus and go into the city. I want to like explore. I want to spend money on food. I want to spend additional money on that. So I guess like that's where I first started seeing the wealth discrepancy between my classmates as well, whereby people were either more willing to spend or less willing to spend on some things. I think this concept of like FOMO and people taking trips and people doing all that, I don't think it'll ever end, right? I think it was a good good exercise in like, this is what is to be expected um, later on. Because I feel like sometimes when you're growing up, like there's a lot of families that get to take a lot of trips and stuff. My family was not like that at all. And then further moving on from that was like, okay, so now you have like this almost a, your first time where you can actually take a solo trip without your parents. Yeah, money is a big thing. Money is like, how do you get two grand, right? Some people, it's very easy. It's very, very easy for them to like get two grand from their parents. But let's just say Cora and I did not go on this trip. <laughs> We did not. We did not. Mm-hmm. So because we didn't spend any money on S-Trip and we saved two grand on the deposit, in high school, if you were spending money, what did you spend the most on? I had a guilty pleasure of going to concerts. I freaking loved going to concerts. Music festivals, concerts, merch, anything like that. I absolutely loved. I also think like I really enjoyed the experience of it. Not a big spender in any other way. I just knew how to like, okay, I'm going to pool my money over here and I'm not going to go out to like lunch or like I'm not going to go do any of that crazy things, but I'm just going to spend it all on concerts. I really like that because it's 
with mine, which I'm about to talk about, it's like a one in and then I'm done. But more so it's you're paying for an experience which no one can ever take away from you, right? Which I understand that if you, do, if you did go to concert or if you do go to concerts now, you understand that you could buy merch there and merch can get really, really expensive and you almost get FOMO in terms of, oh, but like, I want to remember this concert and I want to buy a sweatshirt from them, but it's like $70 for a t-shirt, for example. I really like that, that you spent it more so on an experience as opposed to like, like just like a physical product, for example. I think for me, it was kind of the other way around, but I never got to eat out when I was younger, especially in high school. I always packed my own lunch. Like we had a plaza near our school that had like really nice food and everything that like a lot of high school students would actually go and eat out. It was fairly cheap. I'd say like an average meal was $10, but from grade nine to grade 11, I never got the chance to eat out. And it was up until grade 12 where I finally went to the plaza during lunchtime. And I'd say that's where I spent majority of my money on because there was a certain period of time in grade 12 where I think for two to three weeks straight, I would just eat out for lunch. I, you know, I that's so funny you say that because sometimes I'm like, I wonder if like when you restrict yourself, you open the gate and you're like, if I can do this, I'm going to do it every day and every minute of it. Yeah. yeah. But I think in terms of me saying this, I never regretted that I went to eat out because I feel like once I opened that door to eating out, I just built a lot more friendships that way too. It's kind of weird to say, but there was always this No, group. no, no, of course, yeah. Yeah, there was always this like group of us who would walk there together and we'd eat lunch together. And it was more so like the community and like the friendship aspects of things that I also liked on top of eating out. But I never regretted that decision to eat out. Yeah, I think the reason why we're bringing up like, do we regret any of the stuff that we did? It's really interesting because I think one of the bigger things is especially like in media and stuff, I find that they always like, did you really need that avocado toast? Or like, did you really need like all these things? Like obviously to a certain extent, like you can't just blow your entire life savings on avocado toast. But at the same time, there's like so much more to certain things, right? Like you're buying food, but you're also trying to spend time with your friends. I think what I realized was like, yeah, some of my favorite artists can actually die. <laughs> like, straight up, like, conk out. And I think I regret the ones that I didn't go at the end of the day. Yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, Kendrick Lamar, Way Home, for the very first one, instant regret. Like, why didn't I not do that? Literally my favorite album of all time. Travis Scott. Yeah. Like, why did I not go see him? Why did I always think, like, there was going to be, like, another time? If you have conviction of, like, this is going to make you happy and this is going to make you feel great, go for it right yeah because it's like your it's your childhood too to like live up to I guess with like because we both talked about ultimately not working in high school but getting money from our parents especially whenever we'd ask them from your situations were there any limitations with like what you can do with that money and like any breakthroughs ultimately yeah I did have some limitations I think one of the biggest things was like when you ask it's never consistent like the cash flow is never consistent and nor should it be like you have to like wait and you have to like ask yeah. you have to wait for them to be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> clean the house, do everything really nice, like on your best behavior. 
I just thought that it was kind of like silly at some point. That's why it's kind of made me envious of people like having a job because then I was like, you actually have the opportunity to actually go and make your own money. Like you can actually like figure it out of being like, okay, if I work seven hours this weekend, I can actually go and do X, Y, and Z. More like in your hands. But I think when you ask, it's like very inconsistent. You have to almost like barter too. But I clean the floors sometimes this week. It's really hard, yeah. So I feel like managing people's moods and then also you just never know what you're going to get. Like if they're happy with you, you get an extra hundred. If you're not happy with you, start scrubbing the toilets. Like You know what I mean? Like I think that was one huge limitation. I like yeah. how you said that you never expected. It's like you understood that like you and me, we both didn't have mm-hmm. jobs. But it's like we never expected and like we never had like, okay, on Mondays at 7 a.m. you will, my parents will always give me $20. And I think that becomes a limitation in terms of like he said inconsistent cash flow because what if you wanted to go to a concert and it's like you need a plan for it. But then you're like, oh, I don't know how much my parents will give me this week because it depends on their mood, right? It depends on how many chores I did and how they're feeling. And I feel like there's so many factors that are out of your control because you can never expect something from them. I think for me, it kind of ties into that whereby a lot of my high school friends were really into thrifting in high school. Because of that, I always wanted to get into thrifting because I really like the idea of it where you're shopping secondhand, like you're reducing waste. But the problem was my, especially my mom and my grandma, never enjoyed the idea of me going thrifting. Just because Mm -hmm. I think it's more so of a cultural thing whereby they were, whenever I brought home like a secondhand clothes, for example, where I get like a blouse from Ralph Lauren, for example, they're like, oh, it's so washed out. Why would you want someone's like dirty secondhand clothes? It makes you look poor. Like, you know, we give you money for a reason. Most important part of this is just because they're giving you money, which of course I appreciated, that money always came tied with expectations uh, with their opinions. And we're back into this episode, part of the episode we're going with. Where did that expectation come from? Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. sure, they gave me this money, but when I brought home something that wasn't aligned with their values, they're like, you spent our hard earned money on this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I think that was like a big limitation with me in terms of like the inconsistent cash flow as well, just because like I also never knew when I was gonna get money. <laughs> when I did, I, I thought I could use it on something that I enjoyed, but I guess not because money comes tied with opinions of someone else's, which is totally like I understand because it's their hard yeah. money. Yeah, I'm always wary about when things are given to you because it's like, and what's the catch? And what is it Mm -hmm. about this situation? If I say I want to use it for lunch money and then I use it for something else and then then what happened? Did we break the bond of like trust? Right, yeah. In terms of trust, my mom and my grandma actually started making a rule where before they handed me the money, they're like, okay, (laughs) repeat after me. We will not buy used clothes this time. And I was like, Oh, fine we will not buy used clothes like just give me the money 
<laughs> Fingers crossed behind your yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, but that's the thing. It's like, right? Like when Lowe's gave me my first paycheck, I think I realized I was like, oh, I can do whatever I want. It was very transactional. Like I give you my time, you give me my money. For me, because my parents were like, okay, you can't buy used clothes. So I was like, okay, well, I got to buy brand name clothes then. Everything has to be new. <laughs> So that's when I fell into the trap in high school where I'm like, okay, well, my parents are telling me everything needs to be brand new or else I look, I look washed out. No one wants to date me. So because of that, I fell into the trap of always needing to buy brand name clothes and it has to be brand new. And a little bit more of a backstory of how that happened. So when I play competitive volleyball, especially beach volleyball, over the weekends, there were a lot of people who would come decked out in full Lululemon gear. Lululemon leggings, long sleeve, backpacks, sunglasses, headband, um, scrunchies, you name it, they have it. And it was crazy because it was almost at that point where I'm like, oh, in order for me to look good, I need to dress the part. And I need mm. to spend like a whole Lululemon outfit, $200, $300 minimum, I'd say. That's an expensive fit. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's like a huge trap that I fell into as well, whereby, first of all, on one hand, I had my parents telling me, just buy new stuff. Like, right? We're giving you money for it anyways. Just do it. So I was like, okay, for sure. And then on the other hand, I go to a tournament on the weekend and I see people decked out in like full Lululemon gear. So I was like... Okay, so like I have these two things telling me to buy brand new stuff and to drop bills on bills on bills on these brand name clothes. And I think I'll kind of talk about it later as well, where I carried that with me to university as well. Were there any traps that you kind of fell into? Yeah, I think so. There was like... I think it's always like the feeling of I'm just like not rich enough. Is this enough? Because it's clearly not enough because the other person has like so much more. And it's always coming from like a place of like lacking. I always felt like I'm always off with my stuff. If I bought a new shirt, then everything else looks raggedy. If I bought one thing, then everything else looks like bad or whatever. Yeah, I think it wore away a little bit of like confidence wise kind of thing, right? I'm sure you felt the same way where it's like not a fun thing anymore because it, it turns into more of like you're pay- you're playing on this like catch up with everyone. You're trying to like scheme your way of being like, okay, how can I like ask for a couple hundred dollars more to like do the thing that everybody else looks like they have like no problem doing yeah because like there's a lot of kids that were just able to have like access to five or six thousand dollars because they had their parents credit card and if they maxed out their parents credit card like their parents could always pay for it it was always on the forefront of my mind of being like I didn't get X, Y, and Z, or I don't have enough. Oh my God, if I don't have enough, then what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then it was spiraling out of control. Yeah, I like how we came to the topic of clothing and just kind of like buying brand name, for example, because I remember in high school, there were specific staples of clothing that what kind of make you popular, right? So in my high school, it was like TNA leggings or like Lululemon, like the typical black leggings, right? Like if you had those and you wear Uggs and a sweatshirt, shirt that was like a typical like outfit in my high school oh yeah and like oh my god i would go to like hollister and like search through the yeah. just to see if like someone put a really nice shirt on sale or something and even like going to shopping trips with like my friends and oh, stuff yeah. like 
it was so hard because you're like mom and dad gave me sixty dollars and then you kind of almost have to like play up like oh yeah i can like definitely afford this thing or like it just and doesn't look good i, I want to buy it but it doesn't look good it doesn't look good and you're like i really want it <laughs> you really really want it and like i didn't go to a school with even if you had like um uniforms mm -hmm. i'm sure you'd feel it's always like the accessories yeah <laughs> people find a way to always flex no matter what like you can have like no nothing people will always find something to like like flex on you for whatever when you look back at this time and if you can like give yourself like one tip that you wish you have done at an early age mm -hmm. what is something you wish you have done so whenever my parents gave me money it was always cash that they gave me like i said i never regretted any of the choices that i made in terms of what i actually spent my money on but if i could kind of maybe allocate it a little better i would mm. instead of just spending that cash i would maybe look into even just putting it into a bank account instead just because mm -hmm. at that time, I never understood the real value of cash. Because now I understand mm -hmm. that it will always, $10 will always be $10 if it's cash. But if you put it into a bank account because of interest and everything, it will actually become like $11, for example, in a year. So yep. I wish I kind of did that in high school. Instead of spending all of my money on food, I wish I could maybe allocated it better and perhaps put some cash into the bank account how about yourself yeah i think it's like okay so you have cash and i'm pretty sure i essentially did the same thing as you it's like i put it into a checking account i was so scared to even open a savings account because i thought you were not allowed to do that mm -hmm. until you're older where did i come up with that rule i don't know but i think um it was only until i got my first job which is like literally last year <laughs> mm -hmm. they figured out I'm like oh my god this is all a business they want you to put money in certain places because it makes them money i can put my money anywhere so if i can put my money anywhere i'm supposed to make money on top of my money and i never understood that mm -hmm. and if i could just go back into time and i wish i just spent just even the tiniest amount i freaking wish i bought an etf if I bought a freaking ETF 10 years ago, I would have been so, I would have been well, more well off today knowing that something is growing without me touching it and something is making money off of my money, yeah. which is fantastic. I guess that's why we learn lessons in life. It's never too late, but yeah. I just really wish I did that. I wish I had the foresight. And I mean, I think maybe that's why also it's like, if your parents never like talk to you about stuff like that, or like, they're like, oh no, 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 I'll take care of you, don't worry. You never end up having this revelation. Let's bring those lessons and experiences into university. So when we got into university, Neeks, what was your financial situation like? Okay, so I had a student loan, not financially independent at all. Still needed my parents to help me out. And I think it's because like, because they never paid me, they were always going to be like, if you work for us, we'll pay for your schooling and stuff. So in a really warped, twisted way, yes, I did work, but like the money was never in my account. So technically, I just had to always ask for it. Mm -hmm. So that still carried on into university. What ended up alleviating a little bit of that 
help and always asking for help was through grants and scholarships so i always went and i learned how to apply for the stuff like that so that was really helpful i remember my first student loan payment as in like you have to pay the school like you get the loan now you have to pay the school i fucking wiped out my entire bank account i thought i was like this is not even real at this point i'm like i've never seen like thousands and thousands of dollars just you know one minute i have it and the next minute i don't i think it was just a really weird situation so i didn't even think it was mine to begin with and then eventually yeah like if you listen to past podcasts like i had a job at lowe's literally did not make any money <laughs> like literally not and then i worked at microsoft but that again not real life money either that was like abysmal i'm pretty sure i was losing money <laughs> dbh so i guess what i'm trying to say is thank god for student loans yes because that actually helped out yeah same with me yeah thank goodness for student loans for entrance scholarships for grants even grants and scholarships are essentially just free money for you because i know a lot of entrance scholarships for university it's like oh if you have a certain gpa you automatically Mm -hmm. get like a couple thousand dollars like just for free there are a lot of entrance scholarships that you can actually apply for as well like I know a few of them in high school where they're like looking for community service for volunteering like how involved are you with your community and everything so similar to me very similar experience had a student loan I was not financially independent so my parents still pay for like my phone bill etc. I had a little bit of savings just because even in high school, I worked like here and there throughout for my parents and like they would still give me allowance. So I still had like a little bit in my savings, but obviously like peanuts. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's going into university. Obviously, like Nick said, if you listen to our previous episodes, we did get a couple of odd jobs here and there over the summer, during the school year, internships and co-ops. So what did you wish you would have known or did differently? And even telling our listeners now to perhaps adopt and look into when they still are young and get the chance to do. Yeah, I think, okay, so when I was in grade 12, I worked at a accounting firm didn't even get paid over there either it's freaking volunteer i think i got like a little little thing of money one time here and there and i remember this girl she was sitting there and she was older than me she i think was ready to graduate university and i just asked her i was like okay like if you had any or like i'm really worried about my student loans and all that stuff and she's like oh no 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 student loans fine it's just how you spend it right she's like like don't worry about like day-to-day things like you have that there worry about the miscellaneous things that you're spending yeah you can eat and stuff but like there's a lot of girls that end up buying makeup palettes she's like that stuff like really added up and she says it creeps up faster than you think it Uh is so just make sure you're not buying things that are like too excessive or whatever and i don't know why but i always thought about that she said that very nonchalantly but like i literally held it to my heart and i was like maybe i should be a little more careful yeah it's interesting that you say that because similar 
to my experience going to university, I was always like, oh, I get to buy so much Lululemon stuff because I have my OSAP coming in. I had a couple of jobs. Realistically, what I wish I would have done then is really set up a budget for myself. I knew that I had money coming in, right? Like I worked a couple of jobs here and there, but I never really knew down to the T, like how much was coming in every two weeks, how much I could realistically spend, right? Because I still needed to pay rent. I still needed to buy groceries and all that. So I really wish that Kind of like I wish I started finance Sundays a lot sooner just to really break down my budget and to really see like can I really afford a new pair of $70 Lululemon shorts this week? No. <laughs> no. No. I think there was maybe one or two parents in high school that I knew of that actually sat their kid down and was like, you need to build a budget. What are you going to spend? What are you going to do? Everything down to the line. And I thought that was so interesting because I was like... I never did that and I wish I had done it too. Mm -hmm. But I think I was so scared of even like confronting the issue. Okay, so how much do I have? I'm just gonna eat a bagel for dinner tonight. I'm like, okay, nope. What's the craziest thing you've done in you? I think you kind of touched on that, but what's the craziest <laughs> thing you've done in university? I'm like outing myself. In regards to money. I think, okay, I'll, I'll salute myself for doing this because I'm like, okay, now I know that like I can survive with very little and like I appreciate things a lot more because like I know how much it takes to actually get something. When I was in my third year university, I got into Microsoft and I was like, okay, I should go on a trip. And my friend was doing an exchange program in Copenhagen. I remember like, I think my friend paid like $900 or something, or like $1,000 or something, something ridiculous for like a round trip flight to Copenhagen. And I was like, I don't have that type of money. I want to make sure that I can like have fun and eat and do everything I want in Copenhagen. I remembered I picked like a midnight flight at a Pearson uh -huh. International, which is like our Toronto airport to Portugal. And I saved like $500 by doing that. And then I slept on the floor of my yeah. friend's apartment for like 10 days straight. Pretty sure I have back problems still this day because of that. When there is a will, there is a way. I was like planning to go to Europe for a month. You can see how expensive that is. Yeah. And I was thinking of every little aspect of my life i think there was even that thing where it's like my friends were making fun of me they're like Need you, you didn't leave the house i was like why on earth would i leave the house if i leave the house i'm gonna spend money <laughs> and i'm like i can't True. leave my house and they're like what the fuck mm -hmm. and i was like no you gotta do what you gotta do oh uh, yeah i'm pretty sure i just ate bagels straight for two months oh. like breakfast lunch and dinner i was like well i wish we a bagel and i think my proudest moment was like trying to get my grocery bill to like down to like 60 dollars a month that's really good I, was like, I can do it do i recommend it for you no i really don't i really 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 don't recommend this type of like extreme lifestyle but there is something to be said about being able to really stretch your dollars yeah and then being so freaking resourceful because big thing is like i wanted to go to europe i wanted to travel i want to do it on my own freaking terms i don't want to ask anybody mm. for money because then it's like can a girl really travel alone? Who's going to pay for that? Like, excuse me, me. Like, if I want to go, I can go. I think people are always, like, envious of, like, oh, how did you go to, like, all these places? You know, there's a bit of a grind to get to where you want to go. So, it is possible. Let me just say that. It is possible. But it's how much you want to, like, 
sacrifice to make your dreams come true. I think one of the healthy habits that I do see in terms of your story is to really just be resourceful and like you said, really stretching your dollar to the maximum possible amount that you can do with $1. What are some other healthy habits that you saw in university? Good question. My friend's dad actually made my friend take a personal finance course in university. And then their whole shtick is like every single week, she always has to send an article about finance, whether it be stocks, it could be personal finance, it could be a savings account that she found. She had to send one article to her dad and then her dad will do vice versa. We'll send her something. And I thought that was so fascinating because i was like wow you're really setting up almost like the habit oh what are else people are doing like are you living under a rock with under your finances that blew my mind caveat she was like this is so annoying <laughs> i don't think she enjoyed it you know but it was very interesting to be like she does that it's like a practice it's interesting because in university you see a wide variety of people and different spending habits and different earning potentials too but i think what i saw in university was after people get their osap and the money goes into their bank account like nick said it's not really yours but they have the conception they're like oh my I have 10,000 just came in and you know what bottle service let's go I knew I, I knew a couple of people who like went to Toronto for a weekend because usually the first week of class is like like you just talk about the course syllabus so they ended up going to Toronto ended up buying like um, bottle service and everything because they think it's their money they think oh you know I could spend it on whatever I want like what is tuition anyways, right? Like, I don't need to pay that. And there they go, spending money. From what I saw was like unhealthy amount of online shopping. I had a roommate that had a package come to our door almost every day. And we were like, yo, are you okay? Like, like what are you buying? This is also another thing. It's like, if something didn't go well at school, like you say, if you got a bad grade or something, there was also like therapy shopping. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. It was like, oh, I didn't get a good grade. So you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to ball out at Aritzia. <laughs> and it was bad. It was bad. I was like, oh my God. It's like, this is so freaking crazy. <gasps> therapy shopping. That's such a real thing. That's so funny that you mentioned that. It's really evident in terms of how people kind of cope, like you said, with getting a bad grade, right? What if they failed an exam? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna drop two grand, fly first class to Europe because I, my heart needs it. And I think that kind of goes into a lot of the wealth disparities that we saw in university because like you said, some people could like spend so much money online shopping. Like I've seen a lot of students and a lot of classmates like online shop during class and they'd be on like Supreme website. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't afford that. Yeah, and I think especially in high school, because we've been, you probably grew up with people in your high school, you've seen them, like you know who their family is, you know a lot more about their situation. I feel like in that circumstance, you know more about what their financial situation is. But transitioning to university, you're definitely going to see a lot more wealth disparities between a whole variety of people just because like, 
like there's going to be thousands and thousands of people in university and you don't know each person's financial situation and their like household financial situation. So what's interesting, what I saw was there were people who went on like month long trips, for example, like in after fourth year, usually it'd be a big thing where you plan like a really huge trip. I know a couple of friends who plan like a four-month-long Europe trip, for example, because it's, like, a gift to themselves before they start full-time work again and, like, become a real adult. But I find that really interesting because a lot of people in fourth year were already really scared and already really nervous in terms of paying off their student loans. Even though in Ontario, interest doesn't accumulate for six months, but people were already, like, on the edge of their seats, like, I don't have a full-time job lined up. I don't have any interviews. Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay off their student loans. What's really interesting is, oh my gosh, you should come with us. It'd be fun, right? You should come with us for four months. People don't have money for that. People can't afford a plane ticket to Europe. People can't afford to like spend money on Airbnbs. And I just find that so interesting because like you have such a wide variety of people that you see in university. Yeah. When it comes to wealth disparities, I think you, I think it's inevitable that you're going to meet a lot of different people. And for every thousand people you meet, there's going to be a thousand different ways um, they manage their finances. And I think what was so interesting was like me meeting people that are like so, so wealthy. And I have a funny story about this. (laughs) I have a very funny story. So I have a friend and like, God bless her. She's like, so nice and so so down to earth and she is of of a very very wealthy background she's aware of it and like she's pretty in tuned like i wouldn't say she was like out of touch or anything but i think one thing that was so funny was she was like like because i was like trying to figure out like if i could check my bag and if i wanted to pay for that and i was like "Mm, i don't don't know if i want to like check my bag i'm like god forbid if i lost my bag like i don't want to deal with that by myself and i don't want to be dealing with like one pair of underwear like i was like okay maybe i should just like take my bag and then also i'm like I don't really know how I'm going to afford like an extra like whatever for checked bags. So I was like, okay, financially. She was like, no, no, no. Like, I think, I think um it's included. And I'm like, no, it's like never included in your flight. And she's like, no, I think it is. Like, I always check my bags. Like, um, my family and I always bring like several bags and like they never charge us or anything. Turns out she's never flown economy. <laughs> she's only flown first class. And then I was like, I think I have your answer of why you've never paid for it. It's because it's included in your cost of your flight ticket because it's so expensive. And like you should have, when you're paying that much, of course, you should be taking care of, of everything. But I think stuff like that, like, yes, you can take it the wrong way. Like you can let it rub you in the wrong way. I thought it was just like, okay, it is what it is. I think at the end of the day, it's just that don't get bogged down on the little details. Like with your story of your friend flying first class, that's really funny. But like, that's like a truth. That's essentially all she knows. It's like, but then on the other hand, it's like, it's almost everything is on a spectrum. So you have that story, but you have someone who like you was like, well, I don't, I can't afford a check bag. Okay, one day let's manifest this. Like, hopefully one day we can fly first class and be like, yeah, who, what check bag? I get to bring any bag yeah. I want. 
And I think one thing I'll leave off with is say if like you're in a situation where you don't come from a wealthy family, you don't know anything about finances, you maybe even are wealthy and you just have like the worst spending habits. You're starting to panic because you're like, hmm, (laughs) coming to think about it, I racked up five grand on clothes this month and then another two grand on eating out and all that. And just to sustain my current lifestyle, I need like 10 grand every month. And like what job pays for that? Mm -hmm or what kind of trust fund do I need to get into to sustain that kind of lifestyle? Wherever you are in your situation, it's never too late to course correct and start some good habits now. You will thank yourself um, if you have a little bit of discipline in your life when it comes to money. And then if you even start the journey of creating good habits for yourself, and I think it will come back tenfold for you. Like it will really benefit you later on in life yeah if you're like in a situation where you're like i'm so sick and tired of asking my parents for money or like i can't do what i need to do with the limitations that they set on the money if you start today it will help a lot because you and i can attest to that where it's like you now we're like so much more in control of our finances at the end of the day don't let the finance control you we hope that you can control the finances yes let us know what kind of crazy stories you came encountered with either in high school or in university because we're always curious i think we can always learn we're not laughing at them or anything but it's like i feel like these things are very interesting to talk about and we can always learn from those experiences and if you're trying to get yourself out of like a bad financial situation let us know because like obviously we're here to support you (laughs) we're like your older sisters of being like you know what it's gonna be okay (laughs) you know first step is opening up that bank account (laughs) and looking at it if that's all you can do today you do you boo boo that's really great so we'll leave it off at that and we will see you in the next episode Bye. bye you have just been listening to the starting out podcast if you liked today's episode please make sure to rate and like the show. Also, leave us a review. It helps us a lot. To never miss an episode, please subscribe and turn on notifications. We love to hear from you. So if you want to chat with us, tweet us at startingoutpod. Links are in the description. As always, we are so excited for you to start out on your journey, all while listening to ours. See you in the next one.